Rabbi Yisai, a good morning, a good in Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas, Shemais, the beginning of a new Sefer, Tavshin Peidalit, this parsha which we've spoken about so many times, this Sefer which we've spoken about so many times, jam-packed, the parsha is packed, the Sefer is packed, with all the Yisaitis of Geula, it starts with Golos, Golos of Mitzrayim, the Shabbos is also Shabbos of the Shabbos Mavarchim. We're holding in the month Mitzvah the new month of Shvat. We hope and we pray that the, the Birchas HaChoydah should bring with it all the brachas for Achenu Kolbeis Yisrael, Chaveirim Kol Yisrael, Benayimaramein, and it should bring a lot of Yeshua and Gula for everyone that's that's in Kla Yisrael, B'chol Mokim especially our precious soldiers and our precious Shavuyim, we hope and we pray that Kodesh Baruch should be Merachem Aleim and should bring them back to us. Today, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, we also have to mention the tremendous, tremendous loss of the Lakewood or Mashkiach, Rav HaTzadik, Agoyin, Rav Matisio Salman, Salman, Zeich HaTzadik, because Lavracha, there was a tremendous Levi in Lakewood, Tremendous Levaya here in Yerushalayim Rakhidish. And Rav Matisyahu was a Talmud from the Gateshead Yeshiva. He was born in Gateshead. He grew up in England. And he became one of the prized Talmudim of the Gateshead Yeshiva. And then afterwards, he was to learn in Kfar Hasidim by Rebel Yalapyan and became a close Talmud of Rebelli. And then he became the Mashkiach <coughs> in Gateshead underneath Rav Moshe Schwab, and eventually he became the full Mashkiach for many, many years. And when the Mashkiach in Lakewood, Rav Moshev Vachtfogel, Zechatanik Levrocha, was weak, so the Gedolim, <coughs> they told Rav Matasyol he should take the position as being the Mashkiach in Lakewood. And it wasn't so simple how it was going to be with an English personality coming to America, coming to Lakewood. <coughs> but for the last 25-some-odd years, the Matisyol not only changed the landscape of the city of Lakewood, the yeshiva of Lakewood, but entire America. He took upon himself so much. He was an outstanding, standing Talmud Chacham and orator, and his words always entered into people's hearts. And he was such a mensch, <coughs> tremendous Baal Chesed, cared about people. And it's a big loss for Klal Yisrael. We say a big loss for Klal Yisrael. We cannot imagine <coughs> what type of status this tzaddik has. And the loss of a tzaddik, it says that Misa uh, Tzaddikim is equal to Chuvim Beis Hamikdash. So we hope and we pray that it should be a tikkun for Klal Yisrael. We should learn from his ways. I do want to mention, before I start saying anything about the parasha, just to say, some mices that I saw about Rav Matasyol, it should be an elevation not only for his neshama, but it should elevate us, we should learn from his ways. I heard something very interesting. I saw that when Rav Aaron Cutler, Zatzal, came, Rav Aaron came to, <coughs> to Gateshead Yeshiva, if I'm not mistaken, it was in 1959, and he came on Erev Shabbos, Shabbos Chazayin, and the whole entire city came out to see him, 
and they all dressed up in big Shabbos. They had tremendous, tremendous regard for Talmud HaChacham, especially Rebaran, from the Gedoyli Hador, if not the Gadol Hador at that time. And it seems the mother of Rev Matasyol Solomon, she was very, very happy on the arrival of Rev Matasyol. And Rev Matasyol was then a young, I don't even think he was married then. And he said, why are you so happy? What's your specific happiness? So she said that during the war years, there was a, she worked for the head of the Gudas Yisrael, whose name was Rabbi Yaakov Rosenheim, who then was in London, and she was one of his secretaries. <clears throat> and she was involved with a lot of the work that was done for the Pleitim, for the survivors, and trying to get out people together with great people like Rabbi Melech Tress, and Zatzal, and Mrs. Recha Sternbuch from Switzerland. All of them were trying their utmost to get out many, many Yidden, and specifically they wanted to get out the great Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Cutler. And she herself, she ended up staying in the office for two Shabbosas, because they were waiting for the word of, um, of, of good news to hear if the foreign department of, uh, of, 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 the, of Britain, I think, if I'm not mistaken, if they got word, and she wanted to, she had to man the telephones, and it could be the telephone would come. In those days, you have to realize you can answer telephones even on Shabbos. Pidyan Shvuyim is Doicha, is Doicha Shabbos. And she said that she was the one that was able to get the, the phone call that Rabbi Aaron <coughs> was taken out. And therefore, she has herself has a personal simcha, a personal simcha. That she was, she merited to hear the good news that Rabbi Aaron was able to be, <coughs> was given the papers to be able to be, to be able to be saved. And Reb Matisio remarked later on that to a certain extent he feels that could be that Maisatoy that his mother did <coughs> was similar to this week's parsha, where it says that when Moshe Rabbeinu was born and the decree was that all the born, all the children, all the boys should be thrown into the Nile. So, his sister, <coughs> Miriam, she took him and she put him into the basket and she stood on the side to be able to see what was going to happen. So there was a special relationship between the sister and Moshe Rabbeinu <coughs> waiting to see him. And then she was the one that was able to bring the news to Bitya Basparu that this is a Jewish child and she was able to get her mother to come and to be the nursemaid. Yochevet will come to be the nursemaid for Moshe Rabbeinu, all the great nisim that took place in Moshe Rabbeinu's life. So Rav Matisiol said it could very well be that his mother's waiting there was that Bechina of the sister waiting to see what's going to happen with her, with her Baron Zetzal. And because of that, HaKadosh Bochah repaid him that he should be Zorcha to become the Manal Ruchni and the great Yeshiva of Gateshead. Ah! Now, Baisai, look, look the way Matasyol analyzed things. Another Maisa, tremendous Maisa, Rebetzin Solomon, who herself passed away, and they're both buried in Harmanuchas. <coughs> Last night, it was tremendous Levi here in Eretz Yisrael. The people waited, and them, then they walked all the way to Harmanuchas. The Meshkir said an unbelievable thing. He said that there was a, there was a, a a year that ended up leaving a, a coat in the Solomon house. I'm not sure, maybe it was in Lakewood. <coughs> and they didn't know who the person was. So the halacha is, if it's a dover that is no simon on it, so that the obligation is, like the Gemara says in Bab that you have to watch it 
and you have to wait until Eliyahu Novi comes. And he used to tell the people in the household that the same thing over here, that we had a picot and someone left a coat here. We don't know who it is. Could be put up signs, <coughs> but the person never came back. So there's an Indian that Eliyahu Novi, we'll wait until Eliyahu Novi comes and Eliyahu Novi will tell us who it's going to, who, who it belongs to. So one year he was checking the chametz on the Erev Pesach and when he was doing the Vedikas chametz, all of a sudden he looked into the Arn Begadim of his wife and he sees that there was a man's <coughs> coat over there amongst her, amongst her Begadim. He was a little bit outstanding. outstanding. And he sees it's this coat, this particular coat, the Elion Navi coat. So he says to his wife, he says, uh, you know, why do you have this coat by you? So she said, listen, when Elion Navi comes, you can imagine, you know, Leviah last night, must have been thousands and uh, maybe 50, 60, 70,000 people. <coughs> There's going to be hundreds of thousands of people surrounding Elion Novi. And you know the way it is. The men, they always get closer. But I'm a simple woman. How am I going to be Zoycha to be Makabal Pnei Elion Novi? Oh, so I hopped a, 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 a lumbus. I'll ha- take the Begid, and the Begid has to be returned to its proper owner. And I'll be able to go and to carry the begad, and they'll say, what are you doing over here? He says, I have, I have a shayla, I have a locha shayla to ask. Elio Navi said, they're going to escort me, and they're going to get me closer to Elio Navi, And they, I'm going to ask him the shayla, who the begad belongs to. That's why she kept it. The Matasiol said, unbelievable, look what the muna pshuta of a righteous woman is all about. His rabbitson, that she was margish, she wanted to have the connection to be able to have something that would bring her closer to Elio Navi. Rabbi said it's an unbelievable story, both the stories about the Rebetzin and about the Rebetzin. One last thing is to say that there was a period of time in, in Gateshead when there was, a, 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 unfortunately, there was, I think, there, over a, a, a million of people that died in a very short time in a year, and it was it was out of the ordinary. <clears throat> At that point, the, the, the population wasn't that, wasn't that large, and all of a sudden there were 10, 11 people that died they say to Matisio that year, he literally davened for the Ahmed and he was crying. And he got to the point where he literally cried to such a degree that literally his blood came out of his throat. They still have the sitter that the blood came out of the throat. And it really fell onto the piece where it discusses the union of Chaveirim and Indian how Kol Yisrael is Arevim But they say it could be in this particular case, in another particular case, he gave advice to a group of young light, and he said, everyone should be macabre himself, the Indian of Midas Tavis, Indian of having good Midas, saying good morning to people, and caring about people, and that will be the way we will get through this particular din that HaKadosh Baruch was giving on Klai Yisrael. And they say from that time and onwards, from the time of that tefillah, the time that the young light accepted for himself, to be more careful about the mitzvahs benod mechaveira, that year there were no levayas in the city of Lakewood. Hard to believe. There are no Levites in the city of Lakewood. That's what they say over a Meisah. Rabbi said, the Meisah of Tzadikim. And I think this leads me, it leads us, to how I want to pick out uh, and the, some Nekudas over here in this week's parasha. We always try to get Chizik in the parasha, parasha Shmais. As we mentioned, there's so much that could be said about parasha Shmais. But let's, let's first raise a question. I want to tell you, yesterday I had to go to the to a doctor's appointment. And while I was waiting for the doctor's appointment, I was learning Parshat Shavuot, trying to do Shnai Mikvech Targum. 
And if you take a look at Perak Aleph, Pasuk Yud Aleph, when it begins the, 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 the Shibud of Mitzrayim, I saw a little bit of a Pasuk that bothered me uh, where the Pasuk is. The, the, we know the Pyro says, He says, We've got to be worried about the Jews. <coughs> ah, has things haven't changed. And he says they're going to become a fifth columnist, so we've got to get rid of them. So what does he do? Pasuk Yud Aleph. If you take a look, you have a chumash, take a look. Pasuk Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel, and Yud Dalit. So what does he do? He places tax, tax people in order to what? In order to make it difficult for them. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to, you know what it is, you squeeze the money out of the Jews. That's the way the Nazis, the Zichreinim also do, they took away the money, high taxes, and he wanted to afflict them with a lot of a lot of afflictions. And then he created Ari Miskinos, cities where literally it would destroy people. Pisaim and Ramses. So it begins to speak about the subjugation of the Jewish people in Mitzrayim. We know that the, out of the 210 years, <coughs> there was at least 80 years or, or 100 years <coughs> that were very, very difficult. <coughs> this is the beginning of the Golos Mitzrayim. And then the Pasuk says, Pasuk Yedbeis, Bekash but as much affliction as they put upon Klai Yisrael, uh, they became many, they multiplied. And Rashi HaKadosh points out, and he says, every time they tried to do something to go against Klai Yisrael, the lave of HaKadosh Baruch was Lahar Yisrael. And this is really a tremendous lesson for all of us. We should realize when we, th- we see things are not going good, we have to take a look at the whole picture. Take a look. HaKadosh Baruch is somehow developing a pathway how we're going to see tremendous bracha. So for some reason, over here the Pasuk says, as much as they tried to afflict us in a bad way, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it that we're going to have many, many children. Ah, like it says, Shisha were born in one shot. They had six tuplets. <coughs> it's really an amazing, amazing event. And then the Pasuk continues, Pasuk Yugimel, Vayavidim at times many years and the Egyptians, they made um, a lot of hard work against Klai Yisrael. Parech, you don't have to go to all the different understanding, but the simple understanding is back, backbone, back-breaking work. And then it says, We know from the Haggadah's Pesach, this Pasuk, they made the lives of the Jewish people bitter. They made them bricks and mortar. So I was bothered by one question. The order seems to be so strange. Pasuk Yud Aleph is beginning of affliction, the ta- the ta- the tax tax people, and the cities of refuge, and Pasuk Yud Gimel is uh, giving them hard backbreaking work. Pasuk Yud Daled So Pasuk Yud Beis all of a sudden it says something good. Oh, as much as they want to do bad, but Akash Baruch really want to do good. Well, it should have given a list of all of the bad things that were that Pyro tried to do to the Jewish people. And then it should have said, as much as they wanted to do, this kasha, I've not seen in any of them before. It's a kasha, I'm just coming about this year, raising the question to anyone, and I'd like to hear answers from everybody. Could be at the end of the podcast, we might try to say a, a little bit of a pshat. Now we want to get to the point of reference. We want to speak about this year, this year's look on Parsha Shema is a little different than other years. The Yisoyed of Gula. There's so many things about Gula. How do we get through the Golas? 
And what's the aside of Gula? You know what the aside of Gula is? We're going to say over a story, a modern day story, or a so called modern day story. You know, Claudius was in Mitzrayim for so many years. There's so many different aspects. Yosef dying, Moshe being born, Moshe being uh, put into the house of Pyro, Moshe uh, seeing what happens when he becomes a little bit older, Moshe killing in the Mitzri, Moshe uh, half being, half about to be killed, sent away, runs to Midian. The Medrash says all kinds of exciting things that Moshe Rabbeinu does. From the time he's a young boy until he comes back and finally he, he's Roa Midian, Roa Tzon Yisro, and he ends up in, a, in a Mount Sinai and he sees the burning bush. Akkadosh Baruch Hu pierced him. You know when all of this takes place? When he's 80 years old. It's almost 66 years. 66 years, Rabbi said, from the time he was banished from Mitzrayim and he ran away and then now he comes back when he's 80 years old. From 80 until 120, he leads Klai Yisrael out of the Golis and into the Gula, into, into the desert, about to enter Yisrael, and then he dies right before they enter into Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi said, there's so much you could talk about Moshe Rabbeinu, but really, first of all, it's just a lesson. There was so much Hester Panim, so much darkness for so many years, and Moshe Rabbeinu is somehow out in the, in, 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 in the mountains. Finally, he comes back by this revelation of Shalom Nalecha Me'araglecha. And what's the Yisait of Gula? So Moshe Rabbeinu, listen to this, listen to this story. There was an American U.S. Air Force pilot in, 19, in the 1960s during the Vietnam War. I was told his name was Charles, Charles Flam. And he was shot down by the Vietnamese, he was captured by the Vietnamese. He was placed into a Vietnamese uh, prison camp, which wasn't a simple thing, for six years, Rabbi Sa. He survived six years of captivity. And we know that these, these things are not simple. And eventually, he was released, and he was sent home, and he became a person that would speak a lot about his time of being a captive. And he would travel around the United States, and at one point, he gave a lecture, and as he was sitting in a restaurant getting something to eat, a man comes over to him around the same age, and he says, you're Charles, you're Charles Flem, the pilot that was shot down in Vietnam? He says, yes, sir. He, he, he says, I wanna, want you to know, I was on the ship with you that your, your plane took off. I'm the person that packed your parachute. I packed all the parachutes in those days, and I made sure the parachutes were in good condition. And I just want to tell you that your parachute, I packed. So Charles Flam was just outstanding, outstanding. He was he was stunned, stunned. First of all, he had never even thought about his parachute. That his parachute, when the shot plane was shot down, his parachute worked. He was able to land, and he wasn't injured. And then he just, I can't. How, how much? I can't. I can't thank you enough. You know, I think about it now. Without you, I wouldn't be alive today. My parachute wouldn't have worked. I could have been killed. And that was a conversation he had. And then from that time onwards, he just contemplated what would have happened if that parachute would not have been packed properly and I would not have been I would not have been saved so how much he didn't use the words we'll use the words how much do I have to have to this particular person for him saving me Rabbi said listen to this story and look how it fits into the parasha and it's going to give us a new understanding of how we're supposed to go through the golos and how we're going to get to the gula. 
The Pusik says, after HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu, and he finally gives him the instructions, the whole discussion, you're going to go take the, the, the staff, and it's going to turn into a snake, and tzaras, and then you're going to go to Pyro, and you're going to tell him that, uh, let my people go. So the Pusik says, after the Pusik of Amata Zeviyadech, or Perik Dalit Pusik Yudches, it says, Vayelech Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu goes, Vayashev Yeser Chosnan, he goes back to his father-in-law. It's called Yeser. We know him as Yisrael. And he says, I want to be able to go to my brothers who are in Egypt. I haven't seen them for so many years. I want to see if they're still alive. I want to, I have a, a mission to do. Yisrael says to Moshe Rabbeinu, go in peace. And Rashi says, why did Moshe Rabbeinu do this? Moshe Rabbeinu had to ask Rishus because he had promised him he would not leave Midian without his Rishus. The Medrash Tanchumas says even further that really it's an outstanding thing. HaKadosh Baruch says, go get the people out of Egypt. Moshe Rabbeinu should have been running towards Egypt. Moshe Rabbeinu has a discussion with Moshe Rabbe, with, with the Rabbeinu Shalom. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I can't go until I go to Yisrael and I ask him Rishus He's the one that opened up his house to me. And it says, anyone that's Peseach Pesach Beisai, I'm like a bend to him. And Nafshi Chayiv my soul is obligated to him. There's a Pesach in Sefer Shmais, Perik Dalit Pesach Rabbi this is the linchpin of an understanding of how Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching us a lesson in how we're supposed to go to Gula. You know how we go to Gula? Hakaris HaToyv. You know, there's a concept of Derech Eretz Kadma LaToyra. Derech Eretz Kadma comes before the Torah. Over here we see a new vort, Derech Eretz Kadma LaGula. You want to know how we're going to go into the Gula? We're going to go into the Gula by having Hakaris HaToyv. Moshe Rabbeinu teaches us a tremendous lesson. I can't take out the Jewish people if it's going to be something which is going to go against the midah of having Hakar Satayv. Moshe Rabbeinu continues this lesson. When it comes to the Eser Makas, what does he do? Moshe HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, hit the or. He says, I can't hit the or. Aaron should do it, because the or saved me when I was a little boy. He remembers all of the different things that happened to him. Moshe HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, by the kinim, hit the offer. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, I can't hit the kinim. The, the offer was the place that hid the, the mitzri. It helped to save me. I can't do something which is going to, to destroy the mid of Hakar Satayv. What are we talking about over here? We're talking about innate objects, rivers, um, the, 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 the offer. They have no feelings. Uh, do they care if Moshe Rabbein is being microtoped to them? So the Bali Musa all say, Rabbi Zai. The Indian of Akarasatai, which is the Yusait of the Gansa Mensch, as Rabhaim, my Rebbe used to say, is that it's not for the person that did the Taiva to you. It's for you, the Makabal, the one that received the goodness, in order to to elevate your soul, in order to be, become a better person, to recognize someone saved me. Someone someone um, packed my parachute. Someone watched over me. Someone gave me a house to live in. And therefore, I have to, I can't do gula if I don't have that derech of a curse of beforehand.
the Ksav Seifel says, Hayom, on the Pasuk, Hayom, Rav, Hayonis, Hayarden, Yisav, Locher. What did the CC? Ra'arenish Yosef. It saw the the beer of Yosef Atzadik, and it says just like Yosef was nos hachutza, he ran out from Eishes Potiphar. So Hayom Ra'avayonis. It also ran away. It it removed himself because of the covet of Yosef. And the simple understanding we understand is Yosef Hatzadik was 